Welcome to the Jam Session Radio Hour. I am your host, John Landis. Glad to be back with you. We have been doing some past shows for you in the past few weeks during the summer while we've been busy doing Hampton's Jazz Fest. And uh, But tonight is an interesting show. We've got a couple shows. This will be the first of two, what we call the Blindfold Test. And the Blindfold Test is something that's featured in Downbeat Magazine on a regular basis. Uh, and it takes place uh, usually hosted by Dan Ouellette. Um, who's a jazz journalist. We'll talk some more about Dan. He's a great guy. And on August 13th, just this past August 13th, at East Hampton LTV, he, he hosted this blindfold test, which is essentially an interview of a prominent jazz musician who listens to a bunch of compositions that are played by the host and then comments on them, guesses who they might be, hence the blindfold, um, and if he gets it or doesn't get it, it doesn't really matter much. It's just his his or her comment on the jazz, and uh, and also our uh, the listener audience. And there was a live audience there, and we're going to do more of these. <clears throat> the listening audience, including you guys, kind of gets to guess from the context and the sound of the piece who it might be. We're going to play the full pieces. He did uh, Dan did six or seven pieces with uh, Bill O'Connell was the guest, and we'll talk more about Bill. But Bill is. Uh, uh, a, a great Latin piano, jazz piano, piano player who plays a lot out here in the East End, plays in the city, has played all over the world, has had a great career, um, teaches at Rutgers, and we'll talk some more about him. So, again, the first of a two-part blindfold test held at East Hampton LTV on uh, August uh, 13th. And the format will be an interview-type format. You'll hear Dan's voice and Bill's voice. Um, Bill O'Connell, and then uh, you'll hear pieces played, introduced by by Dan, but not with uh, the uh, the artist. And then comments by Bill, and then back to another piece. And again, we're going to hear these full pieces, and they're excellent pieces by a number of different jazz pianists over the years, and um, you learn a lot from listening to this. Whatever, uh, you know, wherever you are in your jazz education and, and appreciation, it's, it's some really, really good stuff. Um, okay, so here we go. My name is Dan Willett. Um, I've been writing for Downbeat since, which is the jazz magazine, the jazz Bible. I've been writing for Downbeat since 1988. Um, I've done uh, maybe a thousand blindfold tests over my career, uh, many of them live, and that's why I was hoping that we could um, start off something at the Hamptons Jazz Festival this year of having um, live blindfold tests. And so we have a, um, an intimate crowd for today and hoping, hoping that in the future it'll be, get bigger and bigger. So I'm really happy about that. Basically what I'm gonna be doing is playing music, um, piano music. And since uh, Bill is a pianist, he'll get them all. But the whole thing is, is that it's not how many correct answers. This is not like one of those kind of tests. It's not how many answers he gets correctly, but what I find most fascinating is um, his reflection on the music. He's a piano player through and through, and just ask him, even if he doesn't know who it is, what does he think is going on here? Does he like it? Does he not like it? Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, hopefully he'll get some if he goes over Whatever, you won't. <laughs> but um, that's not what it's all about. It's not the going with the, the blindfold test. Yeah. So, um, intimate crowd? Yeah, 
the hell. <laughs> um, Bill, Bill decided to break the ice by playing a short tune. Short. And then we'll get going with uh, the blindfold test. Just one. Just one song. and It's not really a, a very mini concert to go along with it. Anyway, I'll play a, a tune I wrote many years ago. It's called Costa Verde. It's like a little Brazilian blues will get everybody in the right mood. Okay, are you ready? I am ready, Dan. Lay okay. it on me. I'm going to lay it on you right now. Here we go. Mm -hmm. 
Hold on.
Anything up your sleeve? Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, McCoy. <laughs> McCoy. McCoy Tyner. Give him a give him a round there of applause. There you go. So, so, so we know I'm not gonna. So we know I'm not pitching a, sh- uh, uh, you know, a shutout. No. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. That's what is that? Reaching forth. Yeah. Yeah. Reaching forth you and. Got it. Um, I guess Roy Haynes on drums. Roy Haynes and on drums. I, I don't remember the bass player on that. I don't remember the bass player. Henry Grimes. Henry Grimes. Yeah. Henry Grimes. Sorry. I mean, what a what a great record. All right. Now I don't know if I'm going to give stars out for most of these things, but that's a five star record. Uh, I mean, that's a. Tell me why. Why is it a five star? Why is it a five star? Well, it's a five star recording. This is a period of McCoy that I love. His his lines, harmony, everything—it's so crystal clear. You can you can hear how, you know, he influenced Chick Corea in a way, uh, you know, because it's just so, it's so articulate. Every note is just in the right place, and it's swinging so hard. Um, it's, you know, McCoy went on to listen. I love every period of McCoy. To me, McCoy is one of the. The, the giants of modern jazz piano or modern jazz period. Um, he went on to play, you know, obviously went on to play with Coltrane, but, and his music became much more dense. This is a period where he's really, he's, he's on his way to that, but it's, but it's so, I don't, know, I don't know, how else do I say it? It's so crystal clear. Every note means something. Every note is swinging. Every note is just right on the money. Um, great melodic sense, great harmonic. You know, he contributed so much to the music harmonically, and uh, just, you know, just fantastic. 1962. Yes, yeah, early 60s, right? Early 60s. It's he did a few records. What was it? Reaching forth. Maybe there was another one in there. Uh, in that period, I mean, you know, it's when he like. Even when he played with Train, you hear the same clarity in what uh, what he was doing, and it's just, you know, he 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 changed the music in a very very positive way. Very good, very good reflection. We are you happy that I started off with that? Yeah, you, <laughs> you, you threw me a cookie. Hi, this is Tommy Clark, producer of the Jam Session Radio Hour, and you're listening to WLIW eighty-eight point three FM. Long Island's only NPR station.
All right. Well, that's something I have not heard, but uh, it came out in uh, 2018. But that's got to be. Was that a reissue? In two, that was recorded in 2018. It came out in 2018. That was so. That's when it was recorded. In, in, yeah. Right essentially. Yeah. There. Wow. I mean, it, I mean, it feels like Eddie Palmieri in a way, but it's not Eddie. No. Uh, I don't know. I should just comment on the music then. For a minute. Yeah, then let's I'll, do that. Make, yeah. Then I'll make a few other guesses, perhaps. I mean, Chucho, maybe, but... What did you say? Chucho Valdez, maybe. Chucho. That's yeah. Chucho Valdez. Chucho Valdez. Very good. Yeah. All right. Now reflect. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, I mean, anybody who knows about me knows that I love Latin music. Uh, you know, I'm, I've been into the Latin jazz scene forever. So that... You know, what they were playing there, just over a nice little groove, uh, you know, I could, I'd love playing that forever, as Chucho, Chucho did, because uh, it's just so much fun. Makes you want to move, makes you want to dance, even though I'm a terrible dancer. <laughs> um, but I... <laughs> but the... Uh, <laughs> But you know what I what I love about what Ch what Chucho's doing there is is uh, you know the the contrast between the rhythmic stuff and then a little bit of you know you throw in some melody you leave some space and in the meantime the groove is just right there all the time and it's just you know there's so much freedom within that and uh, you know when I first got into Latin music I I, I kind of recognized that and and the more I played the more I came to appreciate the freedom within that form and within uh, the grooves that were being laid down. So, uh, yeah, I, I dig Chucho. I like, I like what he does. He's, he's got tremendous command of the piano. Uh, we've run into each other occasionally on the road. Um, he's, a, he, he's, he's a great player. Yeah. yeah. Goes outside the lines, too, doesn't he? What's that? He goes outside the lines. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I love. That's what I said... I mean, the rhythmic stuff, I was thinking, it might be some, it kind of reminds like Eddie when he starts, you know, hitting the piano a little bit, you know, <laughs> with his elbows or whatever. But, but you know, Chucho, and, and the, the players I generally am attracted to are, are, are players who can play inside and then can go play outside also. You know, if you want to let it go, you can let it go and you can take, uh, take it somewhere where you're not even sure where it's going. Um, and Chucho is certainly one of those types of players, very rooted in the Afro-Cuban tradition, but, but also uh, a great jazz player, too. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Chucho Valdez. Chucho Valdez. So this is the Blindfold Test with Dan Willett interviewing and playing tunes for us of, uh, and uh, with Bill O'Connell as, as the guest. Uh, on this particular evening and wanted to mention to you Hamptons Jazz Fest which has closed out for the summer except for we will do a winter series one a month at our different venues thank you for our venues out here which include the church uh, Parish Art uh, Museum Southampton Art Center and uh, we also so we'll, there will be the winter series of the Hamptons Jazz Fest we had a great summer 30 gigs uh, in many different locations we continued Jazz Night on Tuesday nights at the Masonic Temple in Sag Harbor, that's upstairs from the Sag Harbor Whaling Museum. Come on out on a Tuesday night starting at 7. It's a great format and a great place, and we welcome you. And 
uh, Jazz Lovers Unite and, and uh, come out and enjoy this uh, these great nights of musicianship in a beautiful room with really good convivial uh, company. Um, and uh, uh, I also wanted to mention our sponsors, which are really our underwriters for all the things that we do under the Jam Session Inc. umbrella. Jam Session Inc. being a nonprofit, we definitely need your help. We want your help. Please go to our website, hamptonsjazzfest.org or thejamsession.org. Donate. Tell us about potential sponsors. And we thank very much our current uh, sponsors, which include um, Bond Number no. 9, and uh, uh, which is a perfume company. WLIW is a media sponsor. Jam- James Lane Post is a media sponsor. Oza Sabbath Architects. That's Oza Sabbath Architects. And Bridgehampton uh, is a sponsor, Kid Squid Brewers, uh, the town of Southampton, Southampton, uh, the Sag Harbor Partnership, uh, and of course the Masonic Temple, uh, which is the Wampanaman Lodge, number 437, located in Sag Harbor, the uh, the village of Sag Harbor, New York. So thank you all for your uh, your underwriting. And again, consider donating. We need your help to keep this going and uh, to keep the success that we've built uh, alive. Uh, back to some more of Blindfold Test. We got two for two. All right, let's keep, you keep know. Keep them going? We don't, we don't need a break yet. Oh, this, one, <laughs> this one's got to be a breeze for you. Thank you. 
Well, okay. Horace Silver. Horace Silver. Cape, uh, Cape, Cape Verdean Blues, is that? Cape Verdean Blues. Blues. Yeah, there you go. Wow. Uh, you know, uh, well, well, you know, I played with Conrad Herwig in the Latin side. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and we, uh, we did a, a, a record of uh, Horace Silver's music, and I think that's in there. Conrad did the arrangement of that one. Um, I mean, what you know, one of the beauties of Horace Silver is is he's a great composer, uh-huh. and that's something in the music that I think sometimes is not talked about as much. You know, we talk about how this one, this person can play and everything, but <clears throat> I know for myself, uh, before I was a player, I was a composer, and then I decided to get my chops together. Which has been a lifelong, <laughs> a lifelong uh, endeavor uh, to try to play the the ideas that I had in my head, uh, and certainly Horace Silver is as great a composer as he is a player, because um, everybody plays his tunes. Um, I mean, the thing that's nice about him, you hear his left hand, dun, 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 you know, he's yeah. got a very rhythmic approach. Of course, he's got that Latin influence, which which I will always love from just about anybody. Um, but he's sparse. Even his, even his melodies are very rhythmic, very bluesy. You know, and, and I, I like that because, I mean, I, I might play a lot of crazy stuff, but then I might throw, I'm not, a, you know, I'm, I'm okay with throwing a blues lick in there sometimes because that's the roots of the music along with some other things. But, and I like that about Horace Silver. Horace Silver always keeps the blues in his music and, and uh, gives, you, gives you a little something to hold on to, but also makes you feel a little something. And uh, so that's, that's great. But yeah, Horace Silver is tremendous. I, yeah, that'd be... Uh, Good. Give me you know. a round of applause for Billy. Three for three. What, what year did we go see Horace Silver, Vaughn? In, uh, when I interviewed him up in Southern California? Yeah, it was yeah. it was it was quite a long time ago. I interviewed him at his house, and one of the things he we talked a lot about composition and melody, and he says, "See that? See my bed over there? I have a hundred cassettes of melodies that I'm just gonna take out and put together." He was constantly writing. I understand that as a writer, you know, I mean, what what we end up, I mean, listen. Horace Silver is one of the one of the greats, and but as a writer, you write a lot of you write a lot, and you know for every tune I've recorded, I probably have another five or ten that mm-hmm. are sitting in the closet or sitting in a book somewhere that <laughs> didn't quite make the cut or haven't I haven't found the right recording yet to put them on, but uh, but I was I, I I I like I said I I think the composition part. In jazz is is uh, is very important, and uh, Horace Silver's was is uh, one of the greats at that. Yeah, yeah, good, very good. Are you ready? Uh, you've gotten three out of three, so that's pretty good. Are you ready? Are we done yet? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's keep going. No, it's, a, it's a full nine-inning game here. <laughs> um, uh, this is something a little different. We'll see what you think.
Okay, well, <laughs> that one, I do not know who that was. Okay. However, I'll talk about the music a little bit. Yeah, please do. What that sounded like was a lot of fun. That sounded like fun to me. I mean, I would, I would love to uh, drop in there on that because it just sounded like they were going and they were going anywhere, uh, kind of just grooving in their own way and not in, not in the traditional way, but there was a groove there. I like the tune. Oh, it's not. It's not. It's not really. A, you know, a melodic yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. A lot. A lot of percussive stuff. You know, pianists. You know, who are they? Who is on this track? Who? What influences do you hear? I don't know. You hear. You know, anytime somebody kind of plunks away like that, you think of Monk maybe a little bit, but but it was more was happier than Monk. <laughs> <laughs> you For know, sure. it's it a little little more major keyish. You know. Um, but I liked it. I, 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 I'd, I'd give it, you know, well, I, I, you know, we're not really giving out stars here too much, but I'd, I'd give it a nice rating just for the vibe. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I mean. So when we put it out to the audience to see if anybody knows. Does anybody know who that was? Steven Pardon me? Yeah, you got Steven. From No. Goes back further. Goes back further than that. I'll let you know. Uh, Huh? No, no, no. Andrew Hill. Andrew. Andrew Hill. Hill wow. With um, that was uh, from 1976 actually, and Richard Davis was playing the bass, and Roger Blank was playing the drums. Andrew and, uh, Hill. So Andrew Hill. Now that I say Andrew Hill. Uh, yeah, I, obviously I checked out Andrew, Andrew Hill, the Blue Note. You know, I did a couple of records for Blue Note. Those, yeah, those I'm, yeah. I'm very much aware of. Uh, yeah, it kind of makes sense, you know more of a rhythmic approach. You know, I tended to go more for the melodic yeah. uh, pianist, but on the other hand, I love Monk. But it, but it took me a minute to uh, get into Monk, but maybe we'll talk about Monk later if something happens. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, very good. Very anyway. Good. No, see, that's, that's the important thing in the blindfold test is you reflected a lot about the music and yeah. really kind of it taught me a lot just yeah. from listening to it. No, it was a fun track, man. Cool. Okay, I'm going to play you another one. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should be back announcing these. I'm awful. Uh, just like somebody I know on the radio. Um, uh, the name of it is Hattie. Hattie, and it's from his Nefertiti album. Um, the previous one was obviously Horace Silver, and that was from the Cape... Verdian Blues album. Um, also on that track was Woody Shaw on trumpet, J.J. Johnson on trombone, Joe Henderson on tenor sax, Bob Crenshaw on bass, and Roger Humphreys on drum. What a, what a band that was that he put together for that. Okay. And the previous one was, the name of that tune by Chucho was Chucho's, Chucho's Mood. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to Keep ahead of the one that I was planning, and I'm going to another one. How's that? Thank you. 
Lots of piano. Herbie. 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 All right. Herbie, a sorcerer, right? Yeah, sorcerer, sorcerer, you got it. And, uh, you know, uh, Ron Carter on bass. I'm trying to remember that. Is, is that Tony on drums or is it uh, Joe Chambers? No, 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 no. Joe it's, Chambers? Or, uh, let me see. Hold on. Mickey Roker. Mickey Roker. Wow, he sounded great. Um, well, if I were stranded on a desert island... <laughs> This may be one of the records I take with me. Uh, this is, or or something of Herbie's. I think of all the, you know, I of the great modern jazz pianists that influenced me. Herbie may have made the most impact in my on my soul. Um, Was I reading re- reading your mind when I put this in there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I, I I could talk about Herbie. Well, I don't know. I I'd, I'd rather listen to Herbie forever than talk about him. No more Herbie today. That's okay, but, okay. but, talk, I, talk, but talk. I'll talk about him <laughs> and, and, and just say I hold him in the highest regard. Uh, I mean, you listen to that solo, the ebb and flow, the, the, you know, the, the points, the flow of the ideas, that you know, he gets to climaxes, comes down, and I mean, that's why it's such a beautiful trio recording. You know, he took a nice long piano solo and just built it up, and there, there are some real highlights in there of intensity, and it, it comes down, then he goes up again. And just the way, just his touch, you know, his touch on the piano is like, you know, he doesn't have to, you just hear that touch and you know it's Herbie. Wow. I mean, if somebody said that about me, I'd be very happy. But, you know, maybe maybe you can, you know, if you, if you listen to me a lot. You know, <laughs> you know? Uh, but, but I, uh, I love Herbie Hancock and I'm uh, totally appreciative of what he's uh, contributed to the music as a player and and also as a composer. Yeah. 1968. Yeah, and that's, that's right so, it sounds so fresh and modern today. You know, I got, I, I've been playing with Billy Hart a bit. Yeah, Billy, yeah. Billy's, you know, he knows Herbie and he played with, with Herbie a lot. And Interesting to talk about, talk to Billy about it. Uh, you know, he loved playing with Herbie. One thing that he said, Herbie's a great, you know, and it, it, he's a great accompanist too. But I have one story with Herbie. I, I met Herbie once. I was playing with John Lucien in Germany, and uh, the VSOP, I think, band yeah. happened to be playing a big concert. I was uh-huh. playing with John in a, a little club there, John Lucien. And in the audience that night was, was Herbie. Tony Williams, Ron, I think Ron Carter was there. Those guys, that, that was, and Wayne Shorter might have been even in the audience. I mean, that was, that was that's a little daunting. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go play, and then Herbie came up and uh, played uh, Gingy. He sat mm-hmm. in with the band. He had heard me play it, and I'll never forget it. I mean, he came up, and after he heard me play, he said, wow, you got to show me some of those changes. <laughs> and I was like... Are you kidding, man? <laughs> you you taught me all those changes, <laughs> you know. So I was it was I don't know. You know, he he said something very nice to me. We never really talked again, but uh, but then I heard him play with John, and I thought he was just I thought he blew it out of the water. I I loved what he did, you know. So cool. Yeah. Well, give him a round of applause. So thank you so much for being with us tonight uh, for the Blindfold Test. We're going to uh, bring back a, a second series of this and continue some more recordings. 
uh, in future shows of the Jam Session Radio Hour. And we appreciate your being with us. We appreciate so much uh, the help of Dan Willett and his great job as MC of the Blindfold Test and all that he's done for jazz uh, and jazz journalism, jazz writing. We appreciate and thank Bill O'Connell for all he does for the Jam Session, for all of us as a wonderful uh, piano player and performer. And on this particular evening, being the uh, uh, the person who really was the the heart and soul of this particular broadcast, and we thank LTV, East Hampton LTV, Michael Clark and his team there, John Olkin on the board, uh, Jim Lawler for all he does uh, there at LTV. We thank Clayus Brondahl, the music director of uh, the Jam Session Inc., Joel Chris, our partner in all of this, and uh, engineers, sound engineers, including Delaney Hafner and Tommy Clark. Thank you. All thank you, WYLIW, and thank you guys for listening and continuing to support uh, the Jam Session Inc. Um, so, for your host John Landis um, and for the Jam Session Radio Hour, thanks for being with us and good night. <laughs>